Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi jama'in. Welcome to our uh, nightly series uh, that Shaykh Abdel Nasser um, usually gives paths to peace, uh, concepts and themes of sakina and tranquility in the Quran. Uh, unfortunately, for your sake, you have to deal with me tonight. But in a good way, alhamdulillah, we're always going to be referring to the Quran. So it doesn't matter necessarily who's presenting it, there's always going to be some benefit in it, inshallah ta'ala. Tonight, I wanted to present to you two ayahs from Surah Al-Ma'idah, which is the fifth chapter in the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses not just the believers, but a wider audience, the people of the book, when he says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولُنَا يُبَيِّنُ لَكُمْ كَثِيرًا مِمَّا كُنْتُمْ تُخْفُونَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when speaking to the people of the book, meaning those who are Christians, those who are Jews who have received scripture, he is giving them a, a reprimanding. And he's reminding them and giving them a chance out. And this is something that's very interesting. Some scholars of tafsir, they ask the question, why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use in the Quran space or time or ayat to address those people of the book? And there's obviously, the, the most obvious answer is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the time and the place right then and there. Those people who are with the Prophet in Medina, those people who worship other than Allah, but they live in that community. But another perspective on this is that when we read the stories of those who came before us religiously, we as Muslims, although we obviously believe in the truth of the Quran, we are always vulnerable to make the same mistakes as those who came before us. And so when you look at Surah Al-Baqarah, you have the beginning of the chapter in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses and speaks to Bani Israel. And then you have the second portion of Surah Al-Baqarah, which we alhamdulillah uh, finished uh, tonight earlier, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats a lot of the same verbiage, but to the believers. 
And the Mufassireen, some of them, they say it's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding the believers, almost challenging the believers. Look at what those before you did, and now what are you going to do in those same situations? So Allah ta'ala here addresses one of the greatest crimes that any religious community can do, and that is tukhfuna min al-kitab, that to hide or to uh, uh, obscure knowledge or access to the book, the scripture that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent. Allah ta'ala said that the purpose of this book was not to be obscured, not to be hidden. And in fact, in reality, Allah's message is inobscurable. It can never be hidden because it is so illuminating. It is so full of light that in no situation or circumstance will a person ever be able to cover that. You know, there are some lights that are very weak, and so you're able to obscure it. In a dark room, even if it's a small candle, if you cover it, it still remains dark. But the nur from the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so illuminating, is so bright, that not a single person is able to cover it with any attempt, with any effort, so that no matter what, it will always be accessible. And this is the promise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made from the time of the Prophet until the end of time. And this is why you see people finding guidance in the Qur'an in the most random of places. You have people that are traveling and they'll meet someone on an airplane where you get no cell signal. You're literally disconnected. And they'll meet a Muslim person next to them. This happened to Mufti Kamani just last year where he made it onto a flight that he wasn't supposed to, somehow made it in time, rushes onto the plane, sits down, and he looks at the person next to him and the person next to him wants to speak to him, which if you fly as much as we do, is not a good thing. <laughs> so you put your headphones in as soon as you can, but the person has the courage to tap Mufti Kamani on the shoulder. Mufti Kamani takes out his headphone, but doesn't take it too far because you don't want them to think that you're ready to talk a lot. So you hold it right here and you say, yeah, how, what's going on? How can I help you? And the guy says, I notice what you're wearing. Mufti Sabi, he dresses in traditional clothing even while traveling. I notice what you're wearing, are you Muslim? And he said, yes. He goes, I've been reading and researching, and I've been wondering and wrestling in my heart about whether or not I should become Muslim. And I feel like this is a sign that I should accept Islam. A flight he wasn't supposed to be on, in a place that he was caught in traffic. But the message of Allah is inobscurable. It will always find its way to the sincere hearts who seek it. And this is one of the lessons of Ramadan. The lesson of Ramadan is that if anyone wants to, Allah is there. You know, the question of who moved, it's never Allah. It's always us. If you look at any other Friday night, this musalla, this masjid, not filled like this for Isha. But we decided that this month is so important to us that we wanted to come close to Allah, to get some of that light and to gain His proximity, azawajal. Then Allah Ta'ala describes what are the fruits that come from this effort. If you try to come closer to Allah, if you try to take advantage of this book, يَهْدِي بِهِ اللَّهُ مِنَ تَبَعَ رِدْوَانَهُ سُبُلُ salam. That Allah Ta'ala says, that through this book, Yahdi bihi Allahu, Allah Ta'ala will guide people through this very book. Who? Those people who want to seek His pleasure. Everyone is here right now not because of other reasons. We're here because we want to make Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala pleased with us. Even when the air conditioning is not perfect, I apologize by the way. Even when the parking is not easy, even when the overflow is over, even when there's kids crying and screaming, we all stand here patiently and we, 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 we listen to our hafizab, our imam, lead us in prayer and we enjoy it. Why? Because we know that this means that Allah is going to be pleased with us. And we will endure 
difficulty after difficulty so that Allah Ta'ala may give us His pleasure. And Subul salam This is where the path to peace comes in. Everything that we do, we are trying to accomplish equilibrium and peace and balance in our lives. We try to achieve financial freedom. We try to achieve health so we can be physically free. We try to be mentally free. Allah Ta'ala here says that if you want to be spiritually and existentially free and have that peace that everyone's looking for, there is no way to get it besides achieving closeness to Allah through His book. We ask Allah Ta'ala to grant us that. And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَيُخْرُجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلْمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ And a person, when they come close to that light, it's almost as if they magnetically are pulled out of all of the darknesses, all of the struggles that they are involved in, and they are brought into that illuminated state. And light is so amazing because light gives us courage, it gives us confidence, it gives us safety. If you're in a dark room, you think weird things are around you. You start to see shadows, right? I know even adults that when they're in dark rooms, they're like, all the jinn stories start to come to their mind, right? But subhanAllah, the moment that the light is turned on, there's a certain sakina that comes into the heart of a person. It's the same with the Qur'an. Life is very scary. I'm not gonna, I'm, not, I'm, I'm 35 now. Life just gets scarier and scarier, right? And the only way that a person can temper that fear that they have about all the what-ifs and all the questions that you have and all the realizations that you're not in control is by coming close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the only way. And so Allah ta'ala says, يُخْرِجُهُ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَيَهْدِيهِمْ إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ And that that person will be given by, that, by Allah Ta'ala's favor this amazing privilege of being guided on his straight path. We ask Allah Ta'ala to connect our hearts to this book. We ask Allah Ta'ala to allow this light to illuminate our life. And we ask Allah Ta'ala to give us this peace and tranquility and allow us to always remain on the straight path. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfirik wa natubu ilayk. Jazakum wa khair.